Welcome to the Best in Class podcast with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. Sean, today is wrapping up the NFC North, which will complete the division look at the 2022 NFL draft. Sean's deep dive into each division. And uh, if you haven't listened to the other ones, feel free to go back and take a listen out on the podcast platforms or at JoeBucksFan.com. Sean's also the GM at Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford, 61 years, a local tradition, BillCurryFord.com. All right, let's get into draft talk. After the series wraps up, you'll be hearing Sean soon diving into rookies and young players around the league and their impact as we get into preseason as well as, of course, the long-awaited regular season. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa with the best assistant in the business. Say hi, Grace. Hi. Let's have a great day. We're doing the NFC North today. We're going to shoot right through it. It's the best 25 minutes on a podcast. I'd like to thank Bill Curry Ford. Please visit BillCurryFord.com. Use our concierge ordering service to order your new Ford vehicle with a lifetime warranty, best in class. There is no better system right now than to ordering a new car, having someone follow you all the way through it from start to finish, keeping you updated, no deposit necessary, getting $500 in gift cards just to order a vehicle, getting top dollar for your trade. It just doesn't get any better. And I have amazing pre-owned. And I will tell you what's unique about Bill Curry Ford and pre-owned is the fact that we have the only exclusive lifetime warranty on pre-owned vehicles. And when I say lifetime warranty, everybody goes, oh, I'm sure it doesn't cover anything. Let me tell you what it does cover that's important. The engine and the transmission. Is there anything else on a car that really matters? At the end of the day, the most important part of a car, engine transmission, if your car goes out and you have any problem in the future, let's just say five five years down the line, you're driving this car to a Bucks game, engine light comes on, boom, you call, hey, there's a problem you know, uh, there's sludge in your engine. You know, you didn't change your oil uh, on time or the people you were using to change your oil didn't do a very good job and it was undetected. And you call Bill Curry Ford, we'll come and get it. We bring it here because you get 10-year roadside assistance. We fix your car. Put a new engine in it. Put a top of the engine, bottom of the engine, middle of the engine. Grace, did you get a new engine in your car? I did. Yes, you did. You're the best spokesperson I have for Bill Curry Ford, right? So, again, guys, great stuff going on at Bill Curry. New construction project, over $20 million, first class all the way. The new showroom is open. Can't wait for the rest of it to be done. Tampa, you deserve what the Curry family is bringing. So, uh, we are a championship city, and now we're going to have a championship board store. So, very exciting. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Inferno, the, the women's NFL professional football team. They are amazing women. Uh, they do an amazing job playing football, so please check them out. I'd like to thank the Rays for, for playing great baseball. Of course, the Lightning represented us again for their third Stanley Cup. Didn't win, but getting to the show, to me, as a Bucks fan or as a Tampa fan, is good enough. We are the championship city. All right. Grace, did I miss anything? You did. i got to follow us on all of our stuff, right? Uh-huh. Follow us on uh, Bill Curry Tampa Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Don't forget the Twitter. You know, Elon Musk's... Uh, now uh, going through that fun Twitter game. So love to follow that kind of stuff. So let's get into NFC North. Uh, this would be a fun show. Starting out, let's start out with the Chicago Bears. So everybody knows that Justin Fields, I was very high on him, and best-in-class listeners know that. Very high on him last year coming out of Ohio State. The Bears actually did something right and drafted him and firing that horrible head coach they had who, who basically makes everybody worse. 
they've re-engaged with a with a, a new coach, hopefully a new offense that actually plays to the strengths of their quarterback. And then they go into the draft, and in the second round, they pick Kyler Gordon, cornerback Washington. Solid guy. Starter from day one, solid corner, physical, has ball skills, has speed and size, plays outside, plays inside. This is a guy that's going to really help Chicago's defense. And at pick 39, to me, it's a steal because he was he should have gone somewhere in the 27 range and he dropped to 39. Hell of a player, Kyle Gordon. Round two, pick 48, and it came from the Chargers, uh, Jaquan Brisker, the safety out of Penn State. For those best class listeners, I broke down Jaquan Brisker in my safety breakdown. The guy is awesome. He's another another throwback Penn State guy that can run, hit, plays, has terrific ball skills. Again, this safety class this year, guys, has been amazing. All right? This is a very, very deep class. Brisker would have been a first-round draft pick in a lot of other drafts. He fell to pick 48. It's a steal for the Chicago Bears. On the back end, the Chicago Bears added a starting corner and a starting safety. Great job on, on that new staff. Pick three, uh, Vilas Jones Jr. out of Washington, or Tennessee. What am I thinking? Washington. He's a kick returner, punt returner. He's 28 years old, I believe. I'd have to look that up. So don't quote me best in class, but he's either 26 or 28. Off, I'm, I'm going off my memory when I talk to you guys. So he's one of the oldest uh, wide receivers that I can remember being drafted. He had a couple of redshirt years. He's a man. He's a grown man. He can play the game. He definitely reminds me of a Chicago Bear. This is a Justin Fields instant hit guy. He's going to come in disciplined from day one. He probably knows his playbook already. He's going to come in and give you burst, speed, and special teams play. He's a guy that can stretch the field. So again, I see what the Bears are doing, getting another weapon for Justin Fields, which is terrific. Round, they didn't have a fourth-round draft pick. So round five, pick 168, Braxton Jones, offensive tackle, Southern Utah. Great name. Um, don't like him as a player. I think he's going to be a guard. I don't think he's a tackle. Um, but we'll see what the Bears do. The Bears' offensive line is hot garbage. Literally, if you go by a dumpster and it's on fire— you're going, oh, oh, I, I get Sean's reference. It's, a, it's, it's definitely smells and looks awful. Yeah, that's the Bears' offensive line. Braxton Jones is not going to upgrade their offensive line for poor Justin Fields. But let's just say he's a serviceable guard. Still an upgrade from what they have. Round 5, pick 174, Dominic Robinson, defensive end, Miami of Ohio. Again, I think this guy's he's a smaller player. I think he's going to be a linebacker in some type of Chicago defense. Not quite sure what he's going to be. Um, I don't think he's big enough to play defensive end, but we'll see how that goes. Round six, pick 186, Zachary Thomas, defensive tackle, San Diego State. Zachary was in my breakdown of defensive tackles. I think he has a lot of upside. I think he's going to uh, play right away for the Bears. I think he fits right in with what they're doing. I think he's going to be terrific for them. I think he doesn't have Terrific pass rush, but he's going to stop the run right away. Solid, solid guy in round in round six. And if you've seen any type of, of pattern going on through this draft, some of these defensive tackles have really fallen in the draft are going to have long careers in the NFL. It's really strange how, how that's, that's changed. Uh, round six, pick 203 from Buffalo. Uh, Treston Abner, running back Baylor. Don't know a lot about this, this running back. I actually um, did a lot of research on their starter, Treston Ebner was a guy that was like a part-time running back for them. I would say that he's probably a training camp guy at round six to see if he has anything. I, I don't think there's anything special about him so far that I've seen. Round seven, pick 207, a Doug Kramer, Siller, Illinois, another special teams player. Round seven again. This came from New Giants. The Cincinnati Bengals traded it to the Chicago Bears. 
Ja Tier Carter, offensive guard Southern. Another guy that's just a just a guy, just a jag on the offensive line. So they have the worst offensive line in football. They drafted a guy in the fifth round who's who was at tackle who's going to move into guard. They drafted a guard in the seventh round who I don't think would make uh, uh, an NFL football team. Round seven, pick 254, Elijah Hicks, uh, safety, Cal. This is a guy that doesn't have the, the top-end speed that's necessary to play safety. Uh, we'll see how it works. They have Jaquan uh, Brisker, who they got in the second round, but I guess they wanted another guy in the mix. Trenton Gill, punter. I don't talk about punters. So, again, the Bears, who didn't have a first-round draft pick, have Justin Fields. Good start. Second, Kyler Gordon, cornerback Washington. They stole him at the pick 39. He's an instant starter. Jaquan Brisker at pick 48, second round, instant starter. Velas Jones Jr. out of Tennessee, instant starter. Braxton Jones is going to start in the offensive line. So for me, not to have a first-round draft pick and actually just select four starters with your first four picks, congratulations, Chicago Bears. Uh, you had a good draft, right? Uh, that's the start of a lot of things for you guys. You had a terrible coaching staff. You, you, you. We have no idea what your coaching staff is right now. We don't know if it's terrible or not, but it's better than what you had last year. And you, you have a franchise quarterback. So let's see what you can do with that. You've changed your back end completely with, I think, an instant starter in Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker at safety. So I wish you the, uh, a lot of luck, Bears, but I don't see you guys going anywhere this year. All right, we're going to get to the Detroit Lions. I'm very excited, Grace, to talk about the Detroit Lions, and I'll tell you why. One, the Ford family obviously owns the Detroit Lions, we're Ford, right? So basically, every time I talk to a Ford executive, they're all from Michigan, right? They're from Dearborn, Michigan. They, they grew up diehard Detroit Lions fans. So I have to do all my homework on the Lions so that when I'm having conversations with people from Michigan, I can talk to them about their beloved Lions. Now, I'm at this a birthday party, right? I'm at a surprise birthday party for Sarah Newsom, right? So basically, uh, her, um, her husband did this amazing job uh, surprise birthday party. I get there. I don't know anybody. You know, it's my wife's friends. You know, it's like one of those things as a husband, you're like, man, is my night going to be good or bad? Did I bring enough cigars to smoke? And what kind of alcohol do they have at the bar? So I'm sitting there minding my own business. Well-mannered as always, Grace. Very well-mannered. I wasn't, wasn't doing anything wrong. And I met this guy, Cody Dahl, right? And we're sitting there having a conversation. Turns out he's a big Detroit Lions fan. Right. So I was like, well, I happen to know a lot about the Lions because in my job, I've got to talk to a lot of Ford executives. Right. Who follow the Lions. So this breakdown is for you, Cody. And then um, I also, you know, probably opened my big mouth too much and said that the Lions are going to win eight games. So I actually broke down the games that I think they're going to win. So we're going to go through that. So best in class listeners, if you're if you don't want to listen to the Detroit Lions, hit the button like four times. Uh, to fast forward, if you want to listen to the Lions, this is a terrific breakdown of the Lions, an up-and-coming team in the NFL who had an amazing draft, right? They're, they're, it's an A-plus draft. All right, let's go through it. Round one, Aiden Hutchinson. How on earth does Aiden Hutchinson not be, not be the number one overall pick? Jacksonville Jaguars, you suck, right? You guys are idiots. So the Detroit Lions not only get a hometown hero, they get the best pass rusher in the draft out of Michigan. Aiden Hutchinson... Might as well have a last name Boza on his back because he's just going to be one of these Boza kids that just goes out and gets 10 sacks and changes the defense, right? I think you're going to see an instant change on the end from Aiden Hutchinson. Then they go back in round one and say, you know what? We're going to get the best wide receiver in this draft who happens to be injured. He would have been my number one guy had he been healthy. 
We're talking about Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Instant impact player. So basically the Lions said, you know what I'd like to do? This is similar to what the Giants did. Uh, they went out and said, we're going to get an, an Aiden Hutchinson, who we believe is going to lead the, all rookies in sacks, might be up in the conversation of, the, of, of a guy that's going to make a huge difference. He's probably going to be a double-digit sacker his rookie year, which is almost impossible. Ask anybody in the business. And then James Williamson, if he's healthy by the bye week, which is October 16th, he's going to put on a show, I think, for the rest of the season, even with Goff as his quarterback. Goff, for all of these guys who say you can't win with Goff, Goff gets the ball where it's supposed to be. Unspectacular, sure, but steady. Steady guy, steady veteran. I understand why Detroit held on to him, and I think he brings a lot of stability to the quarterback position. So Jamison Williams in the second, with our second pick in the first round, Josh Paschal, defensive end, another pass rusher. So basically, uh, you have a linebacker as a coach. He goes out for another pass rusher. Very, very underrated pass rusher out of Kentucky. Josh Paschal, this guy can ball. This guy's a player. You're going to add Hutchinson and Pascal to your defense? Are you kidding? And then our offense, you're going to give James Williamson to, to pair with Amon St. Brown? You're actually building something here. And then you got then you got Swift in the backfield. I mean, you're you're and you have Hutchinson at, 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 at tight end. Detroit. Oh my gosh, you're actually building something. I'm amazed. Are you guys the Cincinnati Bengals of 2022? I'm not quite sure. Maybe not. But hope is out there. Kirby Joseph, safety Illinois, amazing guy. Right starter, he got. I loved him again with the safeties. These safeties should be second and first round draft picks. Kirby Joseph lasted to the 97th pick. This guy's a solid second round pick. Detroit stole him. The guy's a physical corner. He can play the game. He's going to make a huge difference for for the Lions. James Mitchell, tight end, Virginia Tech. In my breakdown of tight ends, this guy caught 400 yards. He was often injured in college. If the guy can stay healthy. They got a backup. They got a solid uh, number two. Uh, James Houston linebacker, Jackson State. This was a guy that Deion Sanders talked about at length, about being a, a star player in the NFL. Uh, but he played at a small school. He dropped uh, physically down to round six, pick 217. But the way this guy drafts, he's like, James Houston could be somebody. Let's just put it out there. The guy can run. He can tackle. He played at Jackson State. I get the division uh, issue. Let's just see if he sticks on with special teams. But let's just say he goes out, contributes right away. We'll see. Let's see if De Deion Sanders, guys, is one of the greatest players ever to play in the NFL. If this guy likes James Houston, I automatically like him. He's automatically a friend of mine, and I'll follow him on Facebook. Is that what I do, follow on Facebook? Friend request. Friend request. Yeah, well, Grace will do it for me. Right. Well, I'm going to search out James Houston. All right. So Detroit Lions fans, you guys have a, a Pro Bowl I'm going to say a Pro Bowl, possibly Rookie of the Year, Aiden Hutchinson. This guy is the real deal from day one. He is going to be a superstar for the Lions. He's going to ignite the fan base. Great pick, Detroit. Jameson Williams is best receiver in, in college football, bar none, when he's healthy. Let's just hope he comes back healthy on his, on his injury, but what a pick. Josh Paschal, an instant starter. Pass rusher Kirby Joseph, another starter. So you, you drafted four starters. Great job, Detroit Lions. You got some great depth with James Mitchell. He might be a possible second tight end. So congratulations. This is the drafts that change franchises. Last year, they went out and got Penny Sewell, right, to anchor that offensive line. These are important drafts. For me, the Detroit Lions have never, ever, have never, ever 
had a full team. They've had players. They've had Megatron. They've had Barry Sanders. They've had these these one-offs, and they've never built teams around them. They, you know, they had Stafford, of course. Couldn't win with Stafford because they never gave Stafford a defense. So it's it's always frustrating when you see teams that struggle, that, that just can't put things together. Detroit, you're putting it together. Pat on the back, right? All the Ford executives that listen to my podcast, you guys have an exciting year of football coming. All right, so they open at Philadelphia Eagles, right? With the, um, in Detroit, they lose that game, right? They play Washington in Detroit the next week. With Carson Wentz, they beat the Washington Commanders. So they come out of the, the gate, two home games, one and one. Minnesota Vikings is a loss in Minnesota. Minnesota's a tough team. It's tough to play them in Minnesota. Seattle Seahawks in Detroit is a win for Detroit. The Seattle Seahawks have nothing. They have nothing. And the Sea Chickens have Pete Carroll at, 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 at head coach. And why the hell hasn't he got out of the game? I have no idea. There's, there's so many people I, I there's so many people on this team that I dislike. Pete Carroll's probably probably number one. But the Sea Chickens are gonna lose. Right? So right now I got you with winning the, against the Commanders, winning against the Sea Chickens, right? You lose to the Pats. You got your bye week October 16th. Hopefully you get your top receiver. You lose to the Cowboys in Dallas. You come back. You beat Miami at home. Guys, Miami is a trap game. Everybody's high on Miami right now. Miami doesn't know how to win. They don't know how to win important games. They don't know how to win consecutive games. They haven't proven anything. They can have all, they can, they can have all these players. Until they prove it, I think this is a trap game. Miami going to Detroit on a Sunday night game. Uh, in October 30th, I think that, that Detroit pulls that game out. So right now I have you with three wins, right? You're going to split with the Packers. This is the Packers game. Everybody goes, oh my gosh, Sean, how could you pick the Lions over the Packers? Because it seems to always happen. It seems like the, the bad teams always split with the good teams once a year. So let's split with the Packers, right? That's four wins. You And then you you the Chicago beats you in Chicago, but you beat the Giants, right? In, in the Meadowlands. You beat the Giants, right? You beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. You beat the Jets. You lose to the Vikings and the Bills and the Panthers in between. And then you follow up with the Bears win in Detroit for your eighth win. So there you go, guys. That's your path to eight wins. You beat you beat the Commanders, the team formerly known as the Redskins. You beat the Sea Chickens. You beat the Dolphins. You split with the Packers. You split with the Bears. You beat the Giants. You beat the stupid Jaguars. You beat the Jets. That's your path to eight games. So there you go. Big breakdown of Detroit Lions. Moving on to the Packers. Shout out to Cody. I hope you enjoyed it, buddy. So let's go on to the Packers. Uh, round one, Quay Walker. This is super high for him. Uh, linebacker out of Georgia. I know he fits the Green Bay scheme, but I don't get it. With, with so many linebackers on the board, I think this was a pick way too high. Devontae White picked 28, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Best in class listeners know how I feel about this guy. The guy had some character concerns, which is why I think the Bucs didn't draft him. But as a player, the guy's a hell of a player, right? The Packers got a good one in Devontae White. If they can keep him on the field, he's going to be a difference maker. Round two, pick 34, uh, Christian Watson. They finally reach out and grab a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers after losing his number one target. Christian Watson is a guy played at North Dakota State, hasn't played up to a level of competition, went to the Senior Bowl, caught one pass for 46 yards, was targeted three times. The guy has decent hands. I broke him down in the wide receiver. I, he's got great speed, great size. But again, small school wide receiver. He has to be exceptional 
to, to make it his first year. And I don't know that. We're, we're going to go through this during training camp. We're going to see how he performs in training camp. I'll have a better understanding of Christian Watson. Sean Ryan, offensive guard, UCLA, instant starter. That guy's a hell of a player. No idea what the scouts look at that that guy dropped to pick 92. What do they look at? No idea. Romeo Dubs, wide receiver, Nevada, pick 132. Another guy that's going to turn heads. People are going to be very surprised what this guy does. He had a tremendous career at Nevada. The guy absolutely lights it up. We'll see how it goes for him in the NFL, but I think he's going to turn some heads in training camp. Zach Tom, offensive lineman, Wake Forest. I think he moves into guard. Kingsley, and pardon me to his parents for mispronouncing his name, Iniguana B. Ryrie, a defensive in South Carolina. Do me a favor, put some vowels with consonants so I can pronounce these things, but I appreciate it. I'm, no offense to Kingsley. I'm, I don't know much about him. For if I didn't break him down um, best in class, then he's a, he's a special teams player. Tariq Carpenter, linebacker, Georgia Tech. Did a lot of research on this guy in the linebackers. He fell a little farther than I thought. Athletic linebacker. I, he can't cover tight ends. Uh, he's not going to help you in the, in the passing game. So we'll see if he's a two-dial uh, linebacker. Round seven from Cleveland via Detroit via Denver. Jonathan Ford, defensive tackle Miami. I did break him down. Uh, big, strong guy. Run stopper. I think he makes the team. I think he gets into rotation. Not a lot of pass rush there. Rasheed Walker, offensive tackle Penn State. I don't think he makes the team, unfortunately. Round seven, pick 249. I think he's a practice squad player. Um, we'll see. I just don't think he has the feet for that. And I, don't, and I don't think he can play guard. I mean, I don't know that for a fact. But it's not just instant you move a guy to guard. Uh, pick uh, 258, uh, Samari Torre, uh, wide receiver, Nebraska. Here's a guy that actually went through the gauntlet and did a terrific job. But, again, I don't think he's an NFL player. So, again, let's going back to the Packers. Quay Walker is a stretch for me at pick 22. But he might start. Uh, Devontae White is definitely a starter. Christian Watson will start. Sean Ryan will start. Romeo Dubs is going to be in rotation with those wide receivers. Zach Tom, uh, offensive lineman uh, from Wake Forest, we'll see. The jury's still out. The rest of these guys are, aren't household names or anybody that you need to know about. So Green Bay probably got three, possibly four starters. So overall, the draft is good. I just think that Quay Walker in the first round is a questionable pick. I understand the Christian Watson pick. There were better receivers on the board at pick 22, uh, and I guess the Packers were just really high on Christian Watson, or did they settle for him? I guess, I guess we're going to find out. All right, on to the Minnesota Vikings, right? So Vikings round one, pick 32, uh, Lewis Sign. Uh, for all those best-in-class listeners, this was one of the guys that I had possibly going to the Bucks. I know the Bucks were extremely high on him. This guy is an all-around starting safety, Pro Bowl safety. I think you're going to hear this guy's name for the next 10 years. He's an instant starter for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, round two, pick 42, um, Andrew Booth uh, Jr. This was a corner that uh, Lee DeKemper from Joe Bucks fan really liked. I think that he has a, a lot of potential to be a starter in the NFL and be a successful starter. So if you look at their first two picks, Minnesota's obviously trying to improve their backfield with a starting safety and a starting corner. Round two, pick 59, Ed Ingram, guard LSU, um, is a starting guard right away for them. Mr. Steady, he's an older guy. He's going to come right in, start right away. Uh, I don't think he's going to be spectacular, but I think he's, he's definitely an average NFL starter that doesn't give you any problem. Round three, Brian Esamoa, linebacker, Oklahoma. Here's a guy that can really run. We'll see, we'll see how that translates to the NFL. I wasn't as high on him because I don't think he's as athletic as he should be as a linebacker. I believe that he's not as good as tackler, 
as some of the other linebackers on the board. But uh, round four, um, A. Caleb Evans, cornerback Missouri. Eh, he has a chance to, to make the team. And I know the fourth round, you're like, Sean, of course he's going to make the team. What I mean is for playing time. He has a chance to not play nickel. He has a chance to, to steal some some snaps at the corner position. Ezekiel Otumuo, defensive end Minnesota. I broke him down in my defensive end breakdown. Um, this guy can rush the passer. I don't think he can play the run, uh, but I don't know if the, vac- the Vikings are just going to use him as a pass rush specialist. Ty Chandler, running back North Carolina, probably one of the most underrated line, uh, running backs in the entire draft. Ty Chandler can do it all. If you if you did the breakdown with me with um, Lita Kemper and we, we broke down the, the draft uh, with Ira Kaufman, I said that, that Ty Chandler, watch for him. He might be a late pick for the Bucs um, because he is that athletic. Ty Chandler definitely makes the team for the Vikings, and I think he contributes right away. Very underrated running back. A veterinarian, low, offensive tackle, Illinois. First of all, I'm not taking anybody at Illinois because um, um, obviously they were, they were absolutely terrible under Levy Smith. Uh, I have no idea. He was a terrible recruiter, terrible coach. I have no idea what he's doing with this. Um, this gentleman I don't know a lot about, but I'm at round six, pick 184. He's probably a special teams player. Jalen uh, Naylor which was their wide receiver out of Michigan State, went through the gauntlet, has terrific hands. I think that he has a pretty good route tree. I, I did a lot of uh, information on him because I thought he'd be a late flyer for some team. I think he has. Uh, he might stick. He has some talent. Uh, round 7, pick 227, uh, Nick Muse, tight end South Carolina. He was not in my tight end breakdown. Round 7, probably a special teams guy. But again, if looking back at the Vikings, uh, Lewis Sign, instant starter, probably a Pro Bowl for many years. Andrew Booth, starter. At corner, he, he could be an average starter or he could be spectacular. Ed Ingram, starter. So they got three starters in their first three picks. Um, and I think Brian Asamoah, linebacker at Oklahoma, he actually contributes. So the Minnesota Vikings had a very typical Minnesota Vikings draft. Very solid draft. They had a lot of picks. They got a lot of depth. They did a decent job. So looking back on this, on this draft, the Bears were okay. Not spectacular. The Lions... Knocked it out of the park with an A-plus draft, right? The Packers had an okay draft, and it's really going to depend on Christian Watson. If Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs come, turn out to be terrific wide receivers, then it's a home run for the Packers. If they don't, then it's a big fail. Minnesota Vikings had a typical Minnesota Vikings draft. Very solid. I think they're top-heavy with Lewis Sign. Uh, I, I think that he's a star, and I, and I think Andrew Booth is, could, could possibly be a star. Their whole class rests on Andrew Booth. If that guy hits on, if they hit on him, I, it's, it's a terrific draft. All right, I hope you enjoyed the wrap-up. Grace, uh, did you enjoy the wrap-up? I did. I didn't say anything bad about your terrible Saints, about how much they suck and how much I hate them, right? right. Did you hear Sean Payton's going to come back and coach somewhere else? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I don't know. I think he'll get arrested for some type of uh, terrible charge before then because he's a terrible human being. Anyway, Sean Payton, if you're listening, uh, I'm Sean Sullivan in Tampa, Florida. Come find me anytime. Uh, I know you dodged me when you when the Saints came to Tampa and you didn't come and coach them. I know what you were doing. You were dodging me. All right? I don't like you. And if I ever meet you, I'll tell you to your face. Okay, great. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Right? So I hope you enjoyed your drive home. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Please go to BillCurryFord.com. See all of our amazing specials. Please use our concierge uh, buying service. I look forward to uh, serving you, and I hope you had a great ride home. Thanks again.